What's going on, everyone? Happy Thursday. This is episode 50, halfway to 100 of Bet to Win. I'm Claudia Bellafato. He is Joe Fan. And Joe just said that Jeff Fasten got hacked on Twitter, and I literally can't stop looking at it. That is like the most—we had a lot of breaking news this week. Some NFT bros got Jeff Passan. We're all waiting at this very moment as we're recording this, just praying, crossing our fingers that the MLBPA uh, and the MLB can come to— some sort of decision, and instead we're getting blown up by NFTs. I literally just tweeted, I'm like, yeah. NFTs are cool, but don't do this, especially to Jeff Fasson, right? I mean, it's smart, whoever got in there, because a lot, a lot of eyes are on his Twitter account. But it's just sad. I had to mention that. I'm glad you caught it. The hackers got to him. The hackers got Not to today. him. Not today. Why today? Not today. All right. <laughs> and we will talk some baseball. Of course, we'll talk college basketball. We will talk all of the headlines going on in the NFL and we will wrap up the show with some free money and winning picks. Joey, how you doing? How's your week going? Betting-wise, life-wise? Life is great. Betting has been an up-and-down experience. Okay. Uh, I got smoked on Monday. Had a nice day Tuesday. Then I had a small winning day yesterday. They, they say that, you know, they, the experts, they, who are they? <laughs> say that parlays are, are dumb and don't do them. But they've been saving my bacon this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although, it was a sweaty Wednesday night. Got lucky with Virginia Tech winning on the money line. Although I guess you could say unlucky because they melted so aggressively at the end. Uh, and a couple live bets. It's just, it's one of those things where it's just like constant, oh, this team's down. Okay, live bet Seton Hall money line. You can get it a plus money. And you're sweating the end of that game. You didn't even have a bet in until five minutes ago. And now I'm all in on Seton Hall Georgetown to end my night. Um, the Virginia Tech Louisville game was a sweat throughout and excruciating to watch because of just the brand of basketball that Virginia plays and how uh, poorly both teams played. But it's been fun. Uh, I went to the Gonzaga game, Gonzaga-St. Mary's. um, Yeah, that's awesome. The WCC final. I didn't bet on the spread. That was sort of a wild game. I was pulling for the over. I've never gone to a game and bet the over. So I'm, you know, I'm sitting next to my buddy, Matt Mayoko, who covers the Niners for NBC Sports Bay Area. And he, I'm just cheering for points. And he's like, Which is the best thing like, to do He's like, a you're a Gonzaga fan. <laughs> and I was like, I am, but I think they're going to win. I'm not really worried about it. I don't need them to cover. I just need yeah. points. So, you know, I'm like in the stands, like, here we go, 140. <laughs> we need 140. Go both teams. There Have a good it game. is. <laughs> yeah. And then the, yeah. the line, just before I, I just finished, the, the, the line was 12 and a half. And St. Mary's had it covered the whole way. Uh, Gonzaga gets a bucket. They're up 14. So if you're a good Zach, you just one stop, ball game over. St. Mary's goes and gets a bucket. It's 12. No, it's 11. So it was 13. Then I go back to 11. And so if you're a St. Mary's fan, you're like, that's it. Call off the dogs. No fouls, nothing. Game's over. And if you're Gonzaga, better, you're screaming for them to foul. Very, very wishy-washy whether or not they were trying to foul. The refs call a foul. He misses the first, makes the second to get to 13. St. Mary's misses a prayer at the buzzer. I didn't have a side, but... Did you? I no, mean, I, you, didn't, you I got... didn't bet against the spread, but I yeah. can feel the people around me. There's like a guy over there who's celebrating someone over here who's, who's you know, despondent because yeah. of how it went down. But it's amazing, and it, especially this in this tournament where there's so many games, you're going to have so many that come down to what the exact number yeah. is and... Lucky wins and bad beats is going to be the name of the game here in March. And mm-hmm. it's going to be fun. How's your week been? I saw you were, you, well, 
went snowboarding yesterday, which I didn't know was a thing <laughs> in this area. I thought maybe you took like the PJ to Vail or something. <laughs> no, not this week. Maybe next week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I went to, yeah, Lee Canyon, which is in Vegas. I didn't know either. It was a lot of fun. So I've gotten golf down. I've got snowboarding down all in Vegas. Things I said I would do. You're so active It only fun. took me, what, eight months? I'm yeah. Wicked active. It's great. Uh, betting wise, pretty light this week. Mostly NHL plays, which did well. I didn't put them out there. Um, Monday, though, I did give out Blue Jackets team total over two and a half, which I mentioned. It was juiced minus 140, but I thought it was too low. So that hit not hey, too much of a sweat. That. I'm glad you Appreciate did. You. I also played the total game, but didn't necessarily give that out. The Leafs won the game 5-4. The total was steamed six and a half juiced to the over seven in most books by the time we were on the show. So that over hit. Um, but I'm happy I went with the the smaller team total there. Toronto came out with quick three in the first period. Blue Jackets put up two. Like I mentioned, I wasn't really sweating. They had two in the second and uh, two in the third as well. Peter Morozik will have four goals on 35 shots. Ooh, so again, luckily, real person. Yep. He's a <laughs> so real guy. luckily that was basically my prediction was the for the game was you had two hot offenses, two goalies, regardless of their names. If you look at the numbers, neither, yeah, <laughs> neither, neither side were doing too well. Yep. So uh, it was one of the few times where predictions and the numbers really did match up. And luckily it wasn't too much of a sweat there. So not a ton of plays, getting a little bit more into college basketball this week. So wish me luck. I will be- I love that. And, and for more volume too, because I am more, I don't want to say more quality over volume, but you know, I'll really dig into games and give out a few plays. So I'll probably tail when you give out like 10 plays, I'll tail those and then have some of my own just so I have a little more volume, you know, and I'm more intrigued to watch the games and I feel more connected to this crazy March Madness family. It's funny because like, we'll get to our winning picks and I don't want to spoil mine, but I have a list of games that I've bet and you're like, which one should be my my winning pick? I'm going to pick the wrong one just as I did on Monday because yeah. I gave out uh, the oral, no, it was the right state, Cleveland state over mm -hmm. that hits. But I was like, ah, but we'll make Towson minus four and a half the <laughs> winning pick. And they decided to just yeah. not show up and lost outright. Joe's like, I can't decide between these 10 college games I like. I'm like, I like one, I already bet them to win the conference. So I'm going to take them with the, um, Ooh, playing the tease. points That's today. what they call in the that, biz. That, that is a tease. a tease. And we will get to that. But first, let's talk headlines going on in the sports world. Starting with the NFL quarterback carousel. I feel like there's no more exciting news than quarterback moves. And we had plenty of them this week. The craziness certainly in full swing ahead of free agency, which is March 16th. The NFL draft, April 28th. What started as the biggest news of the week was Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay, which I can't remember. Did you have a landing spot you thought he would go? No, I thought, he, thought would he would stay. stay. Okay. So you thought he would stay. I wasn't sure. You know, that was the favorite on the board. If you did bet for him to stay. I guess I would too if I had this deal. $200 million, a four-year extension, makes him the highest paid NFL player in history with a $50 million average annual salary. Ridiculous. And he tweeted out too, like that contract isn't final, blah, blah, blah. But he is certainly staying. These are the numbers that we have as of right now. The contract technically is fluid to where he can decide year after year if he wants to continue playing. But $153 million guaranteed which creates salary space for the Packers around 21 points, 21 million in cap space. So sort of like a win-win situation for both of them. They got the franchise tag on Devontae Adams, which I said was definitely going to be important for Rodgers to stay. Um, and then we saw the Packers Super Bowl odds immediately go from 15 to 1 to 10 to 1, which makes sense. I'm happy. I'm happy for Green Bay. 
I'm happy for Rodgers. Hopefully it, it pans out for him. They can, um, I don't know. Do you see them winning the Super Bowl? Like, do you like those odds It was there? a wild Tuesday morning. <laughs> early was. afternoon. Yeah. I think they can because the <laughs> NFC is barren. Yeah. I mean, you look at the quarterbacks that are in the AFC now with Russell Wilson going, this news coming out just hours after the news that Aaron Rodgers was staying in Green Bay. <laughs> Had to steal the spotlight. It's who's left in the NFC. If you're an NFC team, it is even borderline. Yeah, we could be in the playoffs this year. At this point, you sort of owe it to yourself and your fans to try to go for it a little bit. Yeah. You know, the Niners and the Rams, the the Packers, who else? The Cowboys, I guess. I mean, who else are you mm -hmm. looking at in, the, in that conference and saying, oh, yeah, that they are a scary team? Meanwhile, you look in the AFC and you've got <laughs> the Broncos now, and we'll get to Russell Wilson. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, all in the same division. It's just not and fair. And the Raiders were a playoff team last year. They're the fourth best team in that division. Josh Allen. You know, are, is is Trevor Lawrence and, and Tua ever going to develop? Because, I mean, this, there's so many quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, it's wild. It's quite literally not fair. Like, it just doesn't make sense to have that much quarterback talent. And I think that's one. what surprises me as we pivot to Russell Wilson being traded to the Broncos. Yes, that team is loaded offensively, but they've got offensive line questions. Mm -hmm. um, and now he's in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert in the back nine of his career while they're just getting going. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if he views this as a fresh start that just was necessary regardless, or if he views this as there's an exponentially better chance he's going to win another Super Bowl in Denver compared to staying in Seattle. I feel like it's going to be half, it's going to be a big transition too, in terms of the offense, like what we saw from the Broncos last season and their quarterback questions. They relied heavily on the run game. And I agree. Wilson probably just wants a total reset. I, I, know, I heard you talk about uh, Seattle plenty last year and you said they needed a total reset. He certainly needed a total reset. Um, but I just don't see how quickly the offense is going to be able to adapt. It's like, I don't know. I'm not a quarterback. I've never played football, but I can't see it happening that quickly. Yes. Yeah, so the Broncos got Russ in a fourth round pick. The Seahawks got uh, Drew Locke. Stop the presses. Uh, Shelby Harris and Noah Fant. Uh, you can't sleep on Shelby Harris and Noah Fant. Fant, I think, yeah, is a franchise yep. tight end. I think it's two first-round picks, uh, two second-round picks, uh, and a fifth-rounder. Um, the Broncos Super Bowl odds went from 25-1 to 1 to 12-1 to 1 after the news. Um, I can guarantee you I'll have another Russell Wilson MVP ticket next year because why not? Um what I'm fascinated by, obviously, being from Seattle, have, being someone who grew up a Seahawks fan and covered the team for two years, I'm very curious where the Seahawks go from here because they're blowing it all up. They released Bobby Wagner on the same day, which like the, the symmetry with that, with Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner being drafted on literally the same day and then leaving Seattle on the exact same day. Pete Carroll is no spring chicken, I can't imagine him wanting to to undertake a full rebuild, a blow it all up. I, there's something on their whiteboard, their dream scenario, their their workshop and their ideas that this isn't going to be this four, five year, three, four year rebuild. 
I just feel like it can't be. I'm, I was going to say, do you know what that I know, might I mean, be? No? It's Deshaun Watson's been rumored. Yeah. Which, yeah, which would make sense. I guess, I guess. would make sense. <laughs> although it would be just a surefire way to just lose a huge percentage of your fan base, depending on how it all shakes out. I don't know. It's going to be fascinating. I do have a quick story before we move on to Carson Wentz. Let's hear it. Uh, so I'm at the Orleans Arena with Matt Mayoko, and we're having a couple drinks and getting ready for the game. And on TV is the the Bryant and Wagner game. I don't even remember what conference that is, but it's the championship <laughs> game. And Bryant is ahead of Wagner like 30 to 4. Mm-hmm. Oh, Something wow. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And I tweeted out thoughts and prayers to Wagner fans. I don't know you, but I know you're out there. Ha ha ha. Cause they're yeah. getting blood. it's going to get three likes and no one even knows, like no one's watching Bryant and Wagner. Yeah. Well, because of Seahawks fans being on high alert, they thought I was tweeting about Bobby Wagner. <laughs> like, wait, do you know something? Do you think he's going to get cut? Like what's going on? They're like breaking news. And I'm like, my bad. I'm talking about college hoops. 30 minutes later, he got cut. Really? <laughs> Are you a fortune teller? It you should have saw that. You was like, this like- is your fault. Uh, help. And you had all the people who were like, hey, I-, I thought it was about Bobby Wagner too at first, but like he's just talking about college basketball. And then sure enough, Bobby Wagner gets cut. Wow. Wild. That is wild. Yeah. Your boy's got some premonition. I wish it could help me pick winners, but <laughs> just wow. like the whole sequence of it. I was like, why? I looked at my Twitter. I was like, why does this tweet have so much engagement? Don't like, end it up. Sense. Yeah. And so I like scroll through the, oh. You should have been like, typo. What I meant to say was, Bobby Wagner. <laughs> wow, that's impressive, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> well, less impressive news, and no offense to Carson Wentz, but I think it's less exciting news among all the quarterback moves. The Colts quarterback has reportedly been traded to the Commanders. The Colts will receive 2022 third-round pick, 2023 third-round pick, and then the teams will swap second-round picks this year. Commander Super Bowl odds actually decreased, which is so depressing. They went from 60 to 1 to now 75 to 1. Colts odds currently sit at 25 to 1, the 12th best odds amongst all teams. Supposedly, the commanders offered three first round picks to Seattle for Wilson, but that wasn't quite as enticing as the Broncos deal. So they're like, okay, we'll just go with it. I think that had more to do with Russ's no trade clause. And he said, no, I'm good. I don't need to go to play for dance night. But imagine it's just like, let's try to get Russell Wilson. No, we'll just go with Carson Wentz. Yeah. Mm. The fact that they acquired a quarterback that's going to cost them north of $20 million and their, their Super Bowl odds plummeted is hysterical to me. It blows. Absolutely hysterical. I don't have any commander's uh, fan friends, but I can't imagine. I just don't know how you can sell to a fan base that Carson Wentz is $20 million better than Taylor Heineke. I can't either. But this is his his last shot. And also, like, I just don't know if you're like, okay, well, his numbers were all right. But, like, he went back and reunited with Frank Reich. And that was supposed to be like the saving grace. And then even after one year, Frank Reich didn't want him anymore. So why would we want him? So I think he's not wanted. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear. So Washington In- interesting to do Washington things. Washington's just a shit show. Go Commandos. They, they continue to be. We'll move on. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> March Madness in full swing with major conference tournaments underway. Our resident college basketball guy. I'll kind of leave it off to you. There's some teams that I've been looking at. 
that I've been on looking more specifically to, like I watched the uh, Chattanooga game. I don't know if you watched that. That was super exciting. That got me in the March Madness mood. That was nuts. That hurt. I had Chattanooga minus two. Oh, that, I was wondering what you had. For some reason, I thought you were on and that, Furman. And that Furman three at the end of regulation sucked. Uh, and then they even the three from Chattanooga at the end didn't do me any good. That as crazy as it was. Exciting game, but yeah. It is amazing. Great. You watch these games and you're like, the, we don't even have a bracket yet. I know. I like know. These, every night we're treated to these remarkable finishes. Last night, mm-hmm. there were several. Uh, the buzzer beater from Virginia Tech being probably the most notable. Um, and we don't even have a bracket yet. So I, this is the greatest sports time of the year for a reason, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, if we're talking automatic bids, so the teams that basically have already punched uh, as we lead into Selection Sunday. Yep. For those less familiar with the structure of how all of this works, because it can get a little confusing if you're not a college basketball fan. So 32 of 68 teams receive auto bids after winning their respective conferences, which not with not much surprise, you went to the game. Gonzaga has won the West Coast Conference. They are the favorite at plus 400. Minus 400. At minus 400 yep. to win it all. I was going to say plus 400. That sounds, that made sounds that pretty bad. good. I'm I hammering put that. that. I would have put a rent check <laughs> on that a type, one. Typo in the rundown, clearly. Um, but as we know, the dark horses are among us. So out of the teams that have already kind of punched in their ticket, I'm laughing too, so don't worry. <laughs> That'd be wild. Plus 400. Yeah. For the teams that we know now, who do you see actually having a chance, a fighting chance? Yeah, I've pulled five so far that I think are teams that could be a second weekend team potentially, um, or certainly pulling an upset in the first round. I think you have Loyola Chicago. Uh, March Madness means it is the month of Sister Jean, and Sister Jean could be kicking it again for another deep run. She's kicking it. Throughout the bracket, um, Loyola Chicago is dangerous. They breeze through the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. Um, they rank 45th uh, on offense and 21st on defense in terms of overall efficiency. Uh, in terms of effective field goal percentage, they rank 8th offensively, 49th defensively, and they're great on both sides. Um of the floor from three-point line, 17th offensively, 63rd defensively in terms of three-point percentage. Murray State, also dangerous. They rank 39th offensively, 39th, 34th offensively, 39th defensively in terms of overall efficiency. They're great in terms of effective field goal percentage as well on both sides of the ball as well as they're a great offensive rebounding team. Um, you have Colgate, and I don't know if they're a second weekend team, but certainly a team that you would have to watch in the first round, especially if whoever they play is susceptible against good three-point shooting teams. Almost 40% of Colgate's points come from three. They're the second-ranked three-point shooting team in the country. Uh, Chattanooga, also dangerous. They rank 60th and 93rd offensively and defensively, respectively, uh, in total efficiency. They rank in the top 100 in offensive rebounding and effective field goal percentage. They also rank 30th in uh, free throw percentage so they make their free throws. Um, a team that offensively can hang with anybody. And then finally, South Dakota State, one of the best teams uh, in the country all year long. They also breeze through their conference tournament in the Summit League. Um, and while their defense isn't great, they are the elite of the elite offensively. They rank 12th overall in terms of overall efficiency, first in terms of effective field goal percentage, and first in terms of three-point shooting. Second highest scoring team behind Gonzaga. And Joe, I just want to pat myself on the back because I went, I went through these teams and I kind of made little notes on the ones that I thought might have a chance. Every single team that you just mentioned. Hey, I'm so proud of myself. Wow. And I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 
It's hard to do if you're not really watching these teams and knowing, like, I'm not even exactly sure what names should be in the conversation, but I look at the numbers. I'm like, that makes a whole lot of sense. And every every team you just mentioned. Dang. Love that. Yay for me. I ha- I made a note on Bryant, which I think you were just saying, like, I don't even know. It's out of the Northeast, I guess. Uh, they finished their season winning 16 of 17, which is pretty damn impressive. But again, it really depends on what conference you're looking at. So that was the one team that I had in addition. Um, Let's wrap headlines with probably the most depressing news of it all, and that is with baseball. We mentioned the Jeff Passan issue off of the top. We've mm-hmm. been keeping a a uh, close eye on all of his tweets. So MLB has canceled a second week through April 14th, which really makes you question the deadlines, which is something you mentioned last week. It's like, deadline's not a deadline if you say, well, if we make a decision today, we're just going to uncancel what we decided last week. They were going to uncancel that first week of games if they came to a decision. First of all, that's not how deadlines work, but they didn't end up doing that. They met for 17 hours on Tuesday, still couldn't come to a conclusion. So today's the 99th day of the lockout. MLB and Players Association did commit $2 million to help spring training ballpark employees, which is also something, did, were they listening to our podcast? Everything you sort of Obviously. talked about and suggested. Yeah. <laughs> so they did give money to ballpark employees, which is respectable, but still the fact that we have not come to a conclusion, we're canceling more games. MLB gave the Players Association three options. None were good enough. The biggest takeaway from yesterday was the fact that the owners tried to include an international draft in the new deal, which I guess wasn't talked about a ton. They sort of threw it in their last minute. Um, and, and there's slowly coming updates. You were saying you saw online that there might be a brighter future for that. But it seems like every time they come close to a decision, I don't know if it's just smoke and mirrors with MLB saying that yeah. they're getting closer, but it doesn't seem like it. No, that was a great update by you. And I have nothing to add. I just, I refuse. I am yeah. putting my head in the sand until the, what's the, the, the Pope, the white smoke comes from the chimney. <laughs> until we actually until have we an answer. Smoke, yeah, yeah. I'm done. I, don't want to get our I have hopes no up. take. My opinions have been uh, shared. Uh, I'm not going to buy into any hope and optimism that this is coming to an end until it's officially done. Baseball is dead to me. It's in timeout, oh, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it is depressing. Yep. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> one good thing, I guess, it's going to be interesting to see how the playoff format will be settled, which, of course, is going to be talks way down the road, but it's a betting show. We'll talk about it. So you could get some value on long shots. Dodgers, the favorite at plus 550, Houston plus 700, Padres plus 800, and Yankees at plus 900. Well, clearly Joe doesn't want to talk baseball, so we'll move on no. and talk free money. Uh, no, you did a wonderful <laughs> job with the update. It, <laughs> it, 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 it was I a necessary update. I love I just baseball. have nothing it's, to add. I, I get it, but it's it really is one of my favorite sports to handicap, and I, I miss it. So hopefully, hopefully, you can handicap hopefully it, it comes soon. back. I, I hope so, too. Let's go back to basketball because we're giving away free money. We are. If you have a basketball parlay, you can get a $10 free bet, win, lose, or push a $20 four-leg basketball parlay between Monday and Thursday. Go to winbet.com, download the app for official rules and details. Uh, And our free word is free throw. Okay. Why is it free throw? (laughs) Because free throw shooting is crucial in March, and we saw three different games Uh, on Wednesday evening that were drastically impacted by free throws. Wake Forest, Xavier, and Virginia Tech combined to shoot 38 of 75 from the free throw line, a whopping 52%. Virginia Tech lucky to win uh, in overtime. 
on a buzzer beater, keep their tournament hopes alive. Wake Forest and Xavier firmly on the bubble. We'll be sweating for the next 48, 72 hours till the selection uh, selection show. And at least one of them is likely out, if not both, um, because they couldn't make their damn free throws and they melted at the end. Um, so free throw is the word. Go to WinBet's Twitter account. DM the WinBet account, uh, the word free throw, um, or two words, I guess. Um, Include your WinBet username and email for a $25 free bet. Terms and conditions apply. Free money and no NHL play for me yet today. So I'm going to be in college basketball. I know you are as well for our winning picks. What do you got, Joey? Yeah, so I made six plays last night. Uh, The lines have moved a bunch. So I don't want to give out a a winning pick to where you're not going to get the same value. But I'll give them out to begin with. I I took Iowa minus seven and a half. Um, Long Beach State minus five, Wichita State minus six, Kent State minus six and a half, and Colorado State minus two. A number of those have all um, gone or have moved to where it's in my favor, where I'm getting getting some CLV in there. Okay. You know? uh, but I'm going to go with, I mean, all of that is super chalky. And I just, Wednesday was such chaos in terms of like decent teams playing less decent teams. And, and it, basically it was a ton of, there was nothing was chalk yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping today uh, is much more so with teams who had the buy to start their tournaments um, coming out and handling business. So what I'm counting on from St. Louis, minus 11.5 versus LaSalle. This is as chalky as it gets. Their two meetings during the year um, finished at an 18-point win for St. Louis and a 26-point win for St. Louis. St. Louis is on the bubble. They have to win this game. They can't afford to come out flat. They are... By far the superior team in every category. Maybe I get beat by the back door, um, but this is one I would just love to win comfortably. It's chalk, but when chalk tickets cash, that money spends the same. Money is money, baby. Taking the Billikens. I like it. I'm going to go to the Mountain West. I did already play San Diego State at plus 250 to win the conference, so I'm going to roll with them tonight. They're laying six in most books against Fresno State. I did get it at five. I play it up to six. I also played their team total over 59 and a half. We've seen that move as well as money came in on the full game over this morning. But either way, I played five and then 59 and a half. Aztecs have won four in a row and nine of their last 10. They won both meetings when these two teams faced this season on the road by 17 and at home by just one. I'm expecting a more similar game to what we saw in that first game. They have the edge not only on offense, averaging just over 66 points a game, which is why I love the team total. They've scored at least 60 points in nine of their last 10 games. So not only their offense, but their defense is also one of the best ranked second in scoring defense, giving up just 58 points a game, ranked fourth in defensive field goal percentage overall. They did just give up 78 points to Nevada, but that was the most points they've given up all year. So that really shows how good their defense has been. So you have the second best scoring defense against a Fresno State team whose defense is also good, but their offense averaging just 57 points per game in regulation over the last nine. They put up just 44 in the first matchup between the two. They rank 182nd in shooting, 216th in three-point shooting. So, yes, their defense is good and has been what has sort of kept them in games all season, but San Diego State got a win against them twice already this year. I do think the Aztecs covered the five comfortably. I do see them going over their team total, as they did in the first two games this season. But I will, let's go with the side. I'll say five is my winning pick. Again, I'd play it up to six. Our techs, Aztecs. Yeah. But like 
appropriate because we're cool. Okay. Our text. Our text. I was like, wait, I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure it's yeah. Aztecs. All right. They're our team now. So I will be sweating out college basketball with you tonight. And I feel like we will just feel closer as friends and co-hosts, both watching college You know basketball. what's dope? <laughs> what is dope? Is the next time we're sitting at this desk, mm. we're going to have a bracket. It's crazy. And that comes- It is crazy. We're going to be breaking down brackets. I would love, you know what I would love? Tell me. And it probably usually, it, this happens with a lot of things. It's like, you've been so hot on college basketball lately. I'm just getting into it. Watch my bracket just we'll smoke mine. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's what happens, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I have no doubt about that. I, I just can't wait for that. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're still making money either way. Bracket's yeah. not going to make me money, so it's fine. All right, y'all. That's episode 50. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you on Monday. Good luck this weekend.